to on theme. The professional. Man, what a what an intro. Yeah, it's, a, it's a nice lead in. <laughs> Greetings. Do you, know, do you actually know the words to that song? And now Nobody I have knows to ask. That song. Nobody knows the words to that song. John Michael McGovern, I know that. I know it's him. Uh it's week one at the Tower Half Hour Fantasy Spectacular. Uh, life is good. We're back on the pod. And uh, I guess we're here since week two. This is uh, week one of the pod, though. And uh, we've got uh, uh, some, some uh, a premier matchup this week. And, uh, and then also Tyler. So greetings. It's, it's the championship rematch and the plus one. So that's, that's where I am. <laughs> and, and, so. our, and our plus one. Tyler, where are you? I am in Tulsa, Oklahoma, the beautiful, thriving metropolis at a residence inn in downtown Tulsa that I'm shocked gets Wi-Fi, to be quite honest with you. And uh, that's that's where we're at. So so you're a Bond boy, man? I'm a Bond boy, United uh, you're lucky that I didn't try to play the part three course, the lit part three course they have downtown. Actually, I did try to play it. They have League Nine on Wednesdays. It's the only reason I'm here. Um, but you guys were a solid second option to that. So. And Presco, are you going to stay silent for 45 minutes or are you going to, what are you going to do? Is he gone? <laughs> He's just trying to do a repeat performance, I suppose. Frozen. Okay, cool. Uh, Frozen on his, on his home Wi-Fi, you know? What a, what a shock. No, not in Frisco or, or Plano or wherever the hell he lives Richardson, now. man. He's a, he's a like, Richardson. Like, he's an in-town all, all, all these bougie Dallas suburbs, they're all exactly the same. <laughs> I couldn't tell the difference in any of them. McKinney, that's another one. Uh, just whitewashed. Dallas Burbs, but uh, Residence Inn is pretty good. Um, as far as select service hotels, I do like the Hyatt ones better. Hyatt House, Hyatt Place. I think those are a little bit better. I think it's funny they call it select service because there's like no service selected. So I mean, in, in fairness, the entire Hilton Honors, Bonvoy, Hyatt, select service it's all crack of shit that you don't really get any awesome benefits out of staying with these guys no no you get the occasional upgrade though uh chase sapphire reserve did have a promo where it got me bumped up to bonvoy gold which is like the 20 night um pretty much at three nights so the chase sapphire reserve got me bumped up there so i did get the upgrades and extra thank yous I appreciate the extra thank yous and the bottle of water. The good, the good news is I'm pretty sure the entire group, you and I are the only travelers. Now that I'm trying to think about it in my mind, everybody else is a nice home every single night with their children. I'm the only degenerate that leaves my kids on the reg. So, and then, you know, you're leaving the cat. So it's the same thing. The cat is here with me, uh, but I, I usually leave him and I leave my my loving wife, though, when she left this week, this is good. Tell me uh, if you ever get this treatment. This is a plus. Uh, I came home from Oregon Sunday night. She left for work uh, in Miami on Monday morning. She had prepped a meatloaf uh, on Sunday for me. Didn't cook it. Just like prepped it for me to cook fresh on Monday. Just throw it in the oven. A plus domestication. It was really good. That's incredible. She likes you. That's good. That obviously means you haven't been married very long. If your wife still likes you. She likes me well enough to do that after I spent five days blowing thousands of dollars playing golf. Golfing. I mean, like that's, there's no doubt that you have no children because Prisco and I would have gotten our balls cut off and fed to us. There's also no doubt that I'm going to have to, uh, she's going to take some equally expensive extravagant trip that is going to sink this tower ship 
and uh, that's that's all that's going to be. The tower power will be known. And I'm so. I'm going to have no recourse. I have no recourse. So I've I've cashed in all family capital. All um, you know, all my chips are are um, are gone now. So, well, mass back. Yeah, I'm back. I, I sent a message. I can't say this comment out loud, but um, this, that's that's what I got for days uh, when I returned from the draft. Can you mute us so that we could say it? You can say it. You're on my headphones, so it's fine. Okay, good. So, <laughs> quote quote from Mrs. Prisco. When I got home from the draft, all I got was <laughs> your friends found time to text me, but you couldn't. So. For all of us yeah. that texted Kels, uh, bravo. For, We've made his days. life that much worse. It was like, I just don't understand. Like, I thought, like, it wasn't a good cell signal. And, but apparently, like, Vasquez and Ross and Tyler, you know, it worked for them. In fairness, I would not have remembered it was your wife's birthday if you hadn't been standing next to me. So that's where I'm at in life. <laughs> I'm, so so I, uh, what I miss, talk about the, the abandoned dunes of uh, Oklahoma out there in Tulsa. <laughs> We were talking yeah, pretty about much. The, club, the clubs of Blackjack Ridge was the wonderful course I played today. I hit about four greens. I did not make a mark on any of them. They were watering a green as I was hitting into it. So that was that was also very helpful. Crispy. Um, it's pretty much what I expected from Oklahoma golf. So beautiful. Boomer sooner. Is this a college football podcast now? Or is it is college football season over? I think for the sake of the Malloys that we should talk about, you know, how many losses it takes for us to pay a $95 million buyout. <laughs> how how bad we, would you have really to be from the this year? Um, I, I, yeah. I don't care at all about that, by the way. Like, not not one ounce of interest. There. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Chris, if you can name three Texas A&M football players, I, I would just be so happy with you. Well, the quarterback's King, right? That he does have a name of King. That is correct. You have one. There you go. That's, there you go. What's the backup? Oh, the the hopefully next guy's name, the LSU kid. Max Johnson, and we're hoping Max Johnson plays Saturday because then we'll have a prayer. So. Well, let's, let's talk some fantasy about something we actually care about. Um, yeah, we'll talk something that, that Frisco could hang. Um, you know, we haven't had a pod since the draft. We had a pre-draft pod, right? This is true. And um, did we I talk? Recall we talked about all the wife beaters and child beaters that Ryan drafted. Yeah, we talked about Ryan's, um, um, what do we name his team? Uh, Ram... Uh, uh, ram him into a wall or something like that um but he's, he's uh, the rehabilitators you know that's he's just going he's the second chance king so i'm looking i'm looking back at some keepers right now and after only one week it's pretty obvious some people aren't as good as maybe we gave credit um jake already lost a keeper um Kyle Pitts uh, didn't didn't uh, didn't exactly shine there. Uh, Clint with Aaron Jones, Ceedee Lamb, and Rashad Penny. Ooh, ooh, I have one. Was, Tyler, was Cameron Akers also kept? Because I got yeah. a feeling he didn't do very well. Can we talk I mean, about the the Trojan horse running backs that Ryan gave me and me and Jake. Ryan is loaded. a huge car salesman, and he's a like, really good one. He's a real loaded upon impact you know, on week one. He's a really good used car salesman. Um, so bravo to him, and it has led him to um, the appropriate number of championships. <laughs> to, to his regular season dynasty. Yes. Um, do you want to take a guess, Tyler, as to why that was our lead-in music for the day? Uh, no, but I, I kind of thought that maybe on the keeper front, we were also going to talk about the crow that I would have to eat for saying that Joel had terrible keepers and Michael Thomas goes out and scores two touchdowns after not playing for two years. So, you know, he did. I think, and, and, and did he keep Daryl Henderson as well? Is that also one of his keeps? Uh, no, he kept uh, Devin Singletary. 
Singletary, and then but and I Devontae thought his goalkeeper also went off. Devontae Adams was the other one. Yeah, Devon, you know, just so I, I, you know, chastised his team and just went out and smoked. So, yeah, he did. Just like we um, thought, Joel and yeah. Jeff are dominating the league. <laughs> it's take one. Here, take one. Who knew? Uh, yeah, Saquon, Saquon is in this league, it won't really be the case because he was kept, but I think in most leagues, and he's going to be one of those guys that everyone's like, boy, I really uh, shouldn't have been as down on him as I wanted. Like, CEH is going to be that way. Like, he was going in like the sixth round, seventh in a lot of, I don't know what he went in ours, like third. Uh, I could tell you what he went in ours. You're going to have to inside of your podcast. Uh, he went in the third round of ours. Um, so, mm-hmm. I don't know, like 25 picks, twenty probably 20 picks in of actual picks um, until so many people passed on him. Um, yeah. I think the, the first thing with, with Jeff is he kept Saquon for a first-round pick for years. Like That's like his third year to keep him as a first. That's like dedication. Yeah. His dedication um, to the craft. I tried to talk him off that ledge with a number of a number of trades, but um, I only had to find the Malloys to to really dish my wares. Um, to be fair, I tried to get Saquon from him, and then I gave up and got Fournette from Clint. So um, last year, so that, that was that I liked out there. And then you you're gonna get the key bakers and his zero points for an eighth. This year, is it? What what could possibly go wrong with the strategy that you've come up with? I know. Well, so you know. Tyler, let's. I'm. I was uh, lamenting before you got on that we are. Uh, when was the draft? The draft was over two weeks ago. At this point, three um, weeks. Two and a half weeks ago, we have not had a trade since then. We had we completed two trades the night that. I did the weed and punched you in the face and uh, drank an ungodly amount and I and sort of remember getting some pizza. But um, I'm going to have to edit that. <laughs> no, stay tuned. I definitely browned out during pizza. Like, I, like I don't there was some brown out, but there hasn't been a trade since then. And it doesn't seem in character that you wouldn't have pulled off a trade by this point. You know, I, I would say stay tuned for that. I'm sure my number of trade transactions will probably be pretty close to the tops of the league as usual. Christian couldn't pull one off either. Have we have we looked at uh, Christian's transaction counter yet? I have not looked at the website because I've only been looking at the app. As of this morning, he was at thirteen. I was at ten. He's, at, 13 he's at fourteen. We have now. one week of football, and somehow Christian has made thirteen moves. So 14. fourteen. Fourteen. We're up to fourteen. What a shock! I swear to God, he's going to break one hundred and fifty this year. Like he needed. Been- he needed Tyrion Davis Price. <laughs> He's, he's going to have every every single backup, backup RB, and Tyler's going to have all the wide receiver twos. And he, and he dropped that, that Mason, a different San Francisco running back. Um, both of which had zero carries last week. So um, I don't know what, what he's decided. I'm surprised he doesn't have Marlon Mack yet on his team. Um, he's coming. I'm sure, it's coming. Are we gonna are we gonna talk about Fab Dollars? Is, is that that is kind of why I was playing that music? It's about an auction. You know, it was a uh, it was a ten minute interlude from when you asked the question to when I actually got your lead in. So you, Mike Greenberg, and you obviously on the same level when it comes. It's to a that. slow burn. Um, that's a country music star that Ross would have heard of. So, there it is. John Michael Montgomery. Three names. There you go. Um, John Cougar Mellencamp has three names. Another one. A lot of good three namers. I'll start with John. So we did want to talk about Fab. Presco has done a lot of good work in this uh, this research. He was sending over texts, sending over screenshots, pulling up spreadsheets. Uh, we didn't have the action that 
Elijah Mitchell got last year with a record 10 bids, count them, 10 bids last year for Elijah Mitchell with 81 bringing it home. Uh, the best part of that was, of course, Jeff bidding eight <laughs> and just saying, you know, I've got to, I, just, I just wanted to be here for the party. <laughs> I want a very fixed income. This is the amount of money that I have decided that I could spend this week. And frankly, that's just what it's going to cost. <laughs> to be fair, he's probably still in business school. He hasn't started consulting yet. You know, um, he like, he, you know, now he, he, he's ready to throw that money to the wind and he, he happily would paper, you know, Mitchell. I'm sure he would be really happy to have Mitchell right now. I'm sure Jake's really happy to have Mitchell right now. So everyone's very happy with their with their purchases. Um, are we allowed to trade Fab dollars, by the way? No, you can do it on like a gentleman's agreement where it's like, you know, hey, if you bid this many dollars, I've, I've done it before and it's never worked out, but you can. Like, I think I could. You can. I not go in and edit it's people. What is the gentleman's agreements that we did in the draft, Charlie? So. We didn't do those. That's not, that's not at all. Never. No. No <laughs> trading during the draft ever. We don't trade Christian the draft. Tried to get Kristen tried to get me to admit something, and I didn't. Oh I, well, that's that's good. Yeah, I'm still not. So, um, so so Jake has half his budget left, and it's week one or week two. But he picked Jake, up a couple of superstars, right? Jake yeah, seems to have a strange concept to have waivers work he he said he didn't understand why he got both or how that happened whenever i talked to him and he i don't i don't think he understands that if you bid 25 dollars on two different players while also selecting to drop two different players that you are currently the top bid on both of those players so yeah for that to work he would have had to drop the same player right yeah, if he would have done the same player to drop, he would have been fine. But I think he got a little confused with how that works. So we call that a we call that a Chris Malloy. You know, sometimes <laughs> you don't know exactly how the rules work, but you know you'll get there eventually. Now, the best part about that is he had he had a big old competition of uh, twenty five to six dollars for Curtis Samuel. Um, and he had a big old $25 to $6 for Greg Burkhead. So at least that additional $38 was worth it uh, for the two players. Um, and so at least he can feel content about his starting lineup now. Well, last, I was going to say, you know, end of the year, um, he might really wish he had some fab budget. But end of the year, he's probably not going to be in contention. Uh, his team is probably built for next year um Prisco, do you remember last year fantasy week or championship week um your fab situation i was probably really light uh aka zero i would assume it's zero uh, i think i had five dollars left and i did one dollar on five different guys that could block you out <laughs> none of which i had heard of oh benali the the jacksonville running back that probably would have helped you a lot um, uh, it was like, I actually I, I do remember that, yeah. And then I, I you know, uh, lucky for me, you didn't know about Brevin Jordan, so I got to snatch him from you. Um, I mean, you know. in, in fairness, Prisco, if George Kittle is out this week, did it float to me that he could get some Brevin action in his lineup, even Brevin though might be play. I mean, OJ Howard only had two targets to score two touchdowns, so why wouldn't to we be fair? I looked, at, I looked at snap counts last night, and like Brevin Jordan had way more snap counts than than OJ Howard. That's like that's very good. Like they obviously worked out really well for him. So yeah, um, I will say that uh, Prisco put together a fab history sheet, and I just kind of perused it very quickly just now, as the usual pod research that I do. And still can't get over, I think, the biggest discrepancy between the biggest bid versus the second biggest bid is still Chris Moy on Johnny Manziel in 2014 when he spent $50. And I was second at $7. And there was another bid at $7. And that was it. So three people bid. He bid $43 more than the rest of us. And got Johnny. God bless him. So... I was going to ask who that was that did that. Um, 
Now I can't find that. If it's an Aggie, the answer is a Malloy. You don't ever have to worry about that. So. Yeah, I remember, I remember the early drafts. So it was like if it's a Cowboy, uh, if it's an Aggie, or if it's a Deshaun Jackson, a Malloy is going to get get him. You know, and that's that's kind of their, their their strategy going into a draft. So was the uh, do you, was the mindset with Johnny there? And I don't know why I can't find this. This December, by the way. Um, what? It was a December oh. move, so it must have been right after Johnny started. Oh, oh yes, that was December of 14. So was he on a team at that point, or was he? I feel like that's when he just made his Browns debut. Uh-huh. He had played in one game. I mean, not shockingly, Clint was the other $7 bid. And then Brim also bid, but he bid $0. So that really doesn't count. So... Some of these guys on here, and Sonny Prisco, even ones that I evidently bid $35 for, I truly don't remember the name. Ty Johnson. Okay, Scott Chandler has eight bids on here, and Vasquez won at $54. And I feel like he was a receiver for the Cardinals. No, he was a tight end for the Bills. Do what? He was a pre. He was the he was the beta uh, Knox for the for the Bills. He was their he was their uh, tight end. He was like he had probably like a like, right. like a forty percent right. like Conference. target to tight end. You think he, he like played for the Cardinals because their stadium is in Chandler, Arizona? That that's it. That's apparently what, what that's the best I can do. So obviously Scott Chandler, big, you know. <laughs> big difference maker here very similar to Knox. it was like a you know like a 25 percent like td to target ratio for like every four targets he got like one td um but he so, got about two targets a game so i got another one that charlie won Devontae freeman for 66 dollars and this looks like a weak one move when was that because this was in 2020 Devontae freeman 66 dollars charlie beat out brimmett 58 there were, looks like, 10 total bids on this. Uh, nine, uh, nine bids. Like eight losers. So he was obviously a super hot commodity. Was this when he was I with think, the Ravens? Sure, I think McKinnon just got hurt in, like, week one, and he was the presumed backup, which he was, but he just wasn't any good. Of the... Niners? I don't think Devontae Freeman played for the Niners. This is where no. we're at, guys. This is... This is what for, for the Falcons. It had yeah. to be for the Falcons. I know I was looking I was looking back at like old I think we talked about this a little bit last year, but looking back at old September like winners and losers that were like bidded on and like that were high dollar bids. So like in terms of losers, you, you just got one of them in 2020, Devontae Freeman for $66 uh by Mr. Mr. Tower here. You also had uh you know myself. Uh, getting Kerwin Williams in 2020, 2017 uh, for $22. Uh, 2019, you had Wayne Gallman for $46 by Deshaun's legacy, Mr. Chris Malloy. Um, and then uh, you have some like, uh, some actually like hits that like really worked out. You have Ross getting Philip Lindsay in 2018 for 28. You have Terry McLaurin going for the week one running back bid. exactly James Robinson again yeah and you guys see you have, you have uh, Jake getting McLaurin for 32 Ryan getting DJ chart for 36 2019 and then me getting Mike Davis to back up McCaffrey in 2020 for 46 dollars end up working out at least like to not make the playoffs but you know not be you know absolute dog shit of a team uh, in terms of like RB bets that Ryan has taken in September's in the past in 2015, he went 35 for Thomas Rawls. In 2016, 31 for Orleans Darkla. In 2019, he went 31 for Demarcus Robinson before going, you know, the big old 81 for uh, <laughs> Elijah Mitchell or Eli Mitchell uh, last year. I am running back. Mark it down. It's going to be a thing. Oh, here we go. This this actually may be the – so I'll give Ryan his due for the hit because he did – he did get Tyreek off of waivers. He also spent $45 on him, and Christian was the only other bidder at three. But 
Um, there's also a note a couple of years before that where in 2014, he spent $43 on Ben Tate, who was uh, Charlie, I think, the third street running back for the Texans at the time. Your other combined offers were $1 from Christian and $0 from Joel. So that's, that's a pretty big disparity as well. Speaking of bad Texans, I started in finals matchups. I think it was the week before finals, it was a, a semifinals. I started Ben Tate over CJ Spiller versus Jake. I think first or third, one of the season, I lost. Um, and it was, it was Ben Tate's fault. And so he holds a near, near and dear place to my heart. You, you got to win on here, Crisco, with uh, Mike Davis in 2020. There you go. Some digging into the I think Devonta Freeman played for the Giants. Did that would be correct. Yes, he played for the Giants. And, and Barkley got hurt. Barkley got – Saquon got hurt. Or Saquon got, got hurt, and that's – I wanted every bit of that. I was, I was I was looking at last year's first week. And I could not understand the bidding because it was like uh, I think I sent this to you, Charlie, where it was like uh, where was it? It was a, there was like two receivers. It was Tim Patrick, both from the the, the Broncos. Tim Patrick for twenty six dollars and KJ Hamler for seventeen dollars. That happened and I was today, like, oh. didn't it? Or that was last? No, year. that was last year. And I was like, oh, they must have had a great games. And I like went and looked, and it was literally like their their stat line was. Like four for 49 and a touchdown. Four tar- four- yes, four targets, four receptions, 39 yards, and a touchdown. I got yeah, it. I got it. The other one was like three for 41. And it was like Jerry Judy had a good game and got hurt. And so uh, everyone just went and drafted the other receivers on the Broncos. And that was and three receptions, four targets, 41 yards, no touchdowns. There you go. Uh, do you know the name uh, Salvan Ahmed? That would have been a backup for the Dolphins at some point. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's that's forty seven dollars in twenty twenty. <laughs> it, it's the amount of dollars associated with these guys for the shit that you got back. Never. <laughs> Christian just never barely beat out. Uh, was it you? Were you walking wounded? Yes, I was walking wounded. He just barely beat you out with a bit of seventeen, so he he edged it by thirty bucks. Yeah, you know, the the Christian Ryan running any any running back just immediately start tapping those veins because they want to be so like I feel like we have every handcuff covered in the league for the most part, right? Like our waiver wire is is shit. That's like how who at this point could get hurt that isn't they're back up already on a team. I mean, I, I got to be honest. Dontrell Hilliard scored two touchdowns for the Titans this week, and apparently he is uh, being started. And I, off the top of my head, I can't remember who has him. But uh, I think it's I Jake. Think, I was, yeah, I was gonna say, I, if I had to guess a lineup, I'd probably guess Jake's. <laughs> I, I think Jake, Jake. Jake told me I think that his running back three was Isaiah Spiller going into the year. So that was – now he's on the what? He's on the waiver wire. So don't worry. Um, he, he 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 strengthened that position with a bald white guy who's like forty years old. What could go wrong? is on Jake's bench right now. Um, he had him in the starting lineup earlier today, and I was like, definitely makes sense to me because he scored two touchdowns. I didn't even know who he was. Honestly, thought his name was Kenny. To, to start on Sunday. First name was Don Strell. To be fair, I think he might think he still has Derrick Henry on his team and that he's trying to handcuff him. And so we might need to tell him that that that's not I mean, you, look at, you start from the top down and it sounds really good. Kyler, great. AJ Brown, great. All right. Dalvin Cook, this guy's good. And then Curtis Samuel, Rex Burkhead, Dawson Knox, Chase Claypool. All these people are starting. Don Trell. I feel bad for Jake because he did the same thing that Prisco did, but then Henry got hurt. And so it just immediately catapulted this season. Like, to be fair, I lost Hunt and Fournette. So, oh, okay. Yeah. I have, I have my woes as well. I mean, I also lost. Jake but. started like 6 and 0 last year. Jake and was then, fine until Henry got hurt. And, and then, then he lost like eight games in a row. 
His team is so top heavy. He had already traded, I think, his second and third to Christian, and it was just over. So. You no, know, I think it's my fault. I, uh, you know, I was so irresponsible with my pick for, you know, my my trade picks. At like, you know, week three, I was giving my like second round pick for Patrick Mahomes and T.J. Hawkinson. That Man, I kind of like fairness, that's a good market for me because then I exploited everyone on it. So. Yeah, that, that's when you were just, you know, I was the real estate market and you were just flipping back up, back up running yeah. backs to anyone that you could. Exactly. Tyler sees a hot market and then comes in and starts doing cheap flips um, and, and, and is selling garbage. Who's that that crappy home builder uh, around around Houston? That, that's just, you Which probably one? sell, you probably sell them here. I just, I just pictured like, like, this like like knockoff Gary V Tyler like going to garage sales and buying just like garbage and reselling it to people. Yep. Christian yep. Christian was so mad that he like blew his load the first couple weeks because he had nothing else to sell because he had already gotten his second round picks as assets and that every single waiver wire pickup I had hit and so he'd be like oh Dearness Johnson I'm immediately gonna flip this guy you know and the guys just kept getting hurt so I very much lucked out into that and what do I have to show for it. I have seven wide receiver, two and three. It's good for me. So, yeah, I was going to say, you know, Tyler, you for all this work you put into this dominant team, I'm pretty sure if I were to, like, I might have looked at this. Like, you averaged uh, 89 points a game last season. Uh, and with your, your your abundance of riches in 2022, uh, started the season off with a strong 85. So, uh, really glad yeah, you put those. I those that nobody else in the league has starts at problems. Like you may have like one decision to make literally every week, every position on my team. I'm like, I wonder if I should start this guy or this guy. I wonder if I should start this guy or this guy, because they're all average and I have to figure out which one's actually going to score that week. So inherently my bench is going to constantly outscore my starters and I'm just going to get made up fun of incessantly because I can't pick any of the right guys every single week. It's going to be great. Can't wait. Okay. Uh, It's true. You have questions when they're all wide receiver slash running back twos. Um, That is that is challenging. Versus, you know, my team where there's really no questions to who's starting. Yeah. You know, y'all all have no depth. There's no questions about who you're starting. So we're just gonna wait out injuries, and then and then you'll see a plethora of trades. I'm sure. So. So it goes. Um, I did have a question. There's something that came across my mind when I was uh, in the shower. That's what I think about. Um, We've switched to seven teams in the playoffs. You recall. The vote passed. Very excited. It passed passed 13 to 1. Huge, hugely in favor. Who was the one? Was not not unanimous? I think actually I think it was twelve to one, one abstained, and Christian also voted against. I'm away for sure that abstained. For sure, abstained slash didn't read the text. <laughs> and uh, the uh, one, the, and it also passed that uh, the seventh team should be the highest scoring non-playoff team, not just down the line number seven. So. Uh, it's going to take some finagling uh, with Yahoo administrators to get our league, to get our set set, but it's going to happen. The question is, now that there are seven non-playoff teams, the bracket for the uh, consolation bracket, seven doesn't really work unless, do we want to give a consolation bracket team a buy, or do we want to say, that number 14 in the regular season is last place. And then and then eight through 13 are a six-man bracket. Because inevitably now with our consolation bracket, it's just trying to lose. I, I would honestly, I like this conversation because being someone that is tanked, Charlie, don't lie, you tanked. Christians tank multiple times. It paid off. When you get to the constellation bracket, if you know you're not going to win, you are better off losing. So Absolutely. I don't actually mind if the 
regular season loser is the legit loser. Because well, to be fair, the, the, the first round is already set by regular season rankings, right? Like, it's already set by, like... When you had eight teams, yes, it was set. Okay. But now that there's going to be seven, that's Charlie's point, is we have to do... Mm-hmm. You pretty much have to mirror the same thing on both sides. So we're going to have to do two we buys. Either have six teams make a consolation bracket, and number 14 is guaranteed to be... Um, last place and we do a consolation bracket with eight through 13 or we do another eight through 14 and number eight is a buy i think you make it number 11 is the buy just for fun just like okay 11 11 spot you're the buy everyone else you get to go so it adds another layer into trying to like it does add another layer i would say that the the man who wrote the rule book, and by wrote, I mean stole it from his brother-in-law and yeah. changes and then sent it to us. But the spirit of the hey, the constellation bracket, number one, the winner is going to get something, right? Is is to interest. And then the losers were also like the whole goal was like you're not gonna dump your team. I, I don't mm-hmm. think we have to worry about that at this point. I, I, we don't have anybody that's a loose cannon, we don't have anybody that's going to want to take all the shit that we're going to give them anyways and we'll obviously we have commissioner orders i will undo anything if anybody's doing anything crazy so yeah the 14th team in the regular season is the one that inherently got the shit kicked out of them the most they probably do need the first pick not just who finagled their way through the, the playoff bracket. that is correct not somebody that finished eighth or ninth and thinks Oh shit! If I just tank, I can start bread and that. get nothing, right? You know? And and what's the worst thing that's gonna happen? We don't have loose pills anymore, so it's like, oh, I'm gonna be down on the dynasty rankings. Why not you throw them all in the consolation bracket and do a lottery like the NBA and just? I mean, I'm all for getting creative, but I I do think that for sure we should probably hone in on the 14th person is getting the first pick because they I'm gonna, I'll put it I'll create another poll and I'll put it up to put it up to the league but I think that makes yeah. the most sense I think my my uh devil's advocate here would be like more often than not the 13th player in our league is just as terrible as the 14th um made by a game or two I think you on average our 14th uh place person is usually has a 11 12 game loss each season and so but yeah i would say that the person in 13th is not that far off i would be in favor of a lottery system amongst the non-playoff teams to determine playoff teams stay reverse order uh and then the non-playoff teams a lottery i think that sounds awesome actually and we could figure out the weighting of how many balls in the lottery um each uh, position gets but i think i think that works too i think it would be another reason for us to get together in lieu of the spring owners meeting and we have just a lottery a big a big ping pong ball machine (laughs) to be fair i can remember this tyler our very first draft when we picked draft order was me putting names in a hat yeah, we literally not, put them in a hat and shift them up, and it was me. And I literally not. was like on a, I did like a Skype, or whatever, like whatever you know, uh, ancient technology existed back in 2011. So uh, we're on right now. And uh, there to verify that this was legit, and then yeah. of course he picked his name first, and he was like, "Yeah, hey, right first. I know what happened. I'm gonna get Andrew Peterson." <laughs> don't worry, I'm a changed man. I only go for number one receivers now. I don't go for number one running backs anymore. <laughs> So where are we on this? What have we decided? I think we have a poll, to your point, and, and we mm-hmm. send out and say that, are we good with the 14th person getting the first pick? And then also send out another poll talking about, are we open to having a creative and fun way to decide the first, what would it be, seven picks? I guess, or two through seven. To determine think, the draft. It wouldn't just be the first round. It would be the full draft order. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Besides round two, yeah. 
I mean, do you have an argument for or against it going into place next year? Like, we're early enough in the season. It's not like anyone's strategy. I think we could put anything in place by next year. We can use last year as, like, last year as an example. There are two teams that were, you know, you could presume were were tanking. It was uh, Shady Nasty and Gumbo Nation. We had 3-11 and 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 2-12. Tyler averaged 89 points a game. And uh, Christian averaged 87 points a game. Tyler ended up getting 14th, and, and Christian got 13th. Um, I think but, I lost to Tyler, though. Oh, I'm just saying. I'm just saying there. I don't use a, a huge. And then the gap between those two and 12th was – Clint was 7-7 seven and seven in 12th place. I mean, in fairness, Christian and I were obviously trading our entire teams away. That's – and yeah, so I, I agree. And so we, we had a an NBA lottery type setup where they're not guaranteed the first pick. It may curb that a bit. I just got a text from my lovely wife that said the neighbors asked if I can keep it down a little bit. So <laughs> is she the neighbor? Is she is she the neighbor yeah. that's asking you that? Is, it dad? <laughs> is your wife already in bed? Of course. Uh, not shocking. Not shocking at all. But no, I think we definitely propose that. I think I was gonna be against it. Like, you know, the teams that are shitty already, they know they're shitty, and they're they're gonna like, oh yeah. Well, that's a, it's a totally different model than the 14th of the regular, and then of the so it almost makes the consolation bracket irrelevant. Unless it's, it's double relevant. It's, it's relevant on both sides because like the sh- the problem with the consolation bracket is like the decent teams going to the consolation bracket are shooting for, like, to win to get the first pick in a second because it's actually really valuable, right? Because, like, sure. this year that would have been – this year that's, like, Christian got picked four overall because I traded him that pick. Um, or, or pick three, yeah, or five. It was, it was right up there. So it was – Wait, uh, how would you have traded him the 2-1 pick if you – I was, think uh, – it's after Joel. It was, we had two picks. It was the fourth because we had two picks in the first, then uh, Joel, then Christian. Joel took Brees Hall with the first pick of the second round. Getting Christian, so we already have the top end figured out. Like those people aren't tanking, right? So I think it's like, how do you figure out the bottom end? Because we used to do punishments, but now we're old and and, and lazy. And so I think I, I like the idea of the lottery system. So would the lottery come into play? It didn't work out because Christian would was... the lottery come into place based on the regular season rankings, or would there come into place after? the consolation bracket. I, I think feel like some hmm. no I I, 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 I always know. remember for me I always remember the like was it Jake versus Joel? Like whatever it was the butt fumble year that Jake got last place uh with Sanchez. I think, I think Jake was the OG tanker. I think I think he was the one that initiated the tank because he was like my team sucks, and then he just went all in. And then of course Christian took it to another level and was trying to score twenty five points a week. But I do enjoy seeing the stress of the two people going into that toilet bowl to see like who's going to get last a little bit. But now that's it's only there's only things to gain. It's yeah. like oh, I get first pick, sweet. There's, there's no stress. There's no there's no carrot to make you not want to yeah. be there. You get forty five percent chance. Thirteenth gets thirty whatever the thirty percent chance. However, it's broken down, right? Yeah, we'll we'll steal whatever NBA does. It's easy. To, it's easy to do. I think it's okay. the the bottom three teams have even odds, but that's across thirty teams. So, all right, I have a few things to put out for a poll for the non podcasting members, but I think we're headed in the right direction. Yep. Well, besides We're that, we cleaned up, you know. Call hey, me the. Yep. We're in our thirties. We're all sensible now. This is terrible. <laughs> to be fair, Charlie, you're doing an excellent job. We're on the right track. I think changing the rules that I stole from my brother-in-law, you know, 11 years ago, is is probably is probably good. You know. We're gonna be shocked if three people in the league have completely read the rules. I feel like Prisco couldn't tell you the rules anymore. Lad probably mm-hmm. is the one that actually read the rules. We know Christian did not read the rules. And Charlie, I don't know if you've read the rules. 
So. I, re- I read them when I was I- admitted to the league by a split vote. And then uh, once I was I was named commissioner, so I think I think our like our last like big shakeup in the rules was like the expansion draft with G and Jeff. Was it G and Jeff? The expansion draft. We went from twelve. No, it was Joel. We went from twelve. Yeah, to G and Joel. So it's a, so the way that worked, Charlie was we had twelve teams. They already had their three keepers each, and we started the draft with G and Joel going back to back, pick, 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 and then the draft started. So they each got like three picks each, and then the no, no Tony Baselli got picked, but it was it was pretty close. So you know, I had a Tony Baselli Texans jersey. It was the first <laughs> NFL jersey I ever mint bought. Condition. It is mint condition. Uh, I could have bought a game used jersey, and it would be mint condition. Um, uh, I had a Tony Baselli jersey uh, in, in Texans steel blue, man, sweet jersey. Still at my parents' house, and my mom. Now that she's retired and she's constantly cleaning out closets, she calls me about once a week. Do you need this? And she said, Bo Sally? No, ma. Okay. But you can't throw it away. It's too valuable. So, so Prisco, for context, I know, I know you have no idea who this is. Yeah. He was a Hall of Fame offensive lineman for the Jaguars who got thrown into the expansion draft pool when the Texans were an expansion team. He was the first pick in the expansion draft and played zero snaps for the Texans. He retired. He said, I will not got, play for that chip franchise. He got hurt, go he got hurt didn't play, and then retired. Yeah. I thought it was like a, a different name for Steve McNair. I didn't really know uh, any other. Yeah, Texans. and then in the real draft, he took <laughs> David Carr. Yeah. Yeah. Look at this. We had a productive podcast. That's true. Uh, League notes and everything else. So then. The only other thing I think we have to cover is, uh, are we going to beat Miami? And the answer is no. And how many? How much are we going to lose by? Because my answer is at least two scores. So it doesn't seem good it, it, unless the LSU kid is going to play. Uh, it doesn't seem good because uh, this uh, this King fella he seems like he sucks. I made the poor decision of buying a And M Florida tickets last week before we lost. So Before we lost, so you bought them. Yeah. You bought high. Good. Yeah. So as as normal, I, I'm just you know it's a trend as you can tell with fantasy. You bought a bunch of stocks two days ago is what you're saying. Before they they tanked a thousand points and then yeah exactly. So I also waited waited a little bit. You know, it's pretty much my my life is uh you know just based off of Uber and DoorDash stocks. I just you know <laughs> buy high and sell low. One day early. Mm. I will say that Prisco showed me his calendar the other day, and it's exactly what you would think of like, calendar. Like there was meetings to talk about meetings to talk about the meetings for the meetings for the meetings. Everything's everything's all over the place. It's incredible. So Tyler was flabbergasted. He's like, "You're not having lunch? It's twelve thirty. And I'm like, "No, I, I work during the day." Oh, I take I take long lunches. I take very long lunches. Poor, I, poor guy I has poor guy has family time marked on his calendar. All right, this is like from 530 to 8. I, I have not eaten no a lunch. Like, we, during I have not eaten a lunch with my computer and, I don't know, forever. Which you is know, I slept in until 9 today. And then, <laughs> and then Charlie, I, we're not, I'm still not sure what Rand Paul is asking mm-hmm. Charlie to do. Wait, real day. fast. Yeah. Like, just, to, just as, we, as we end this up, let's talk about Brim and a baby. So, like, as Charlie talks about his 9 a.m. sleeping, Oh, yes. Brim has a baby with a lot of hair, or soon will have a baby with a lot of hair. And so we're, we're asking, you know, most, most people guess the weight of the baby or, the, you know, like how big they're going to be. I think with, with uh, you know, with a little Brim, it's like, you know, how much of their back will be covered in hair when they're born on day one? That's what most people talk about with baby stuff. And I hope for his sake, if that is the case, it's a boy. It's a girl with back hair. That would definitely be a, that that would be a thing. He so. won't have to worry about a lot of dudes if that's the case. This is true. This is true. I'm I'm trying to think if the baby's going to come out with the Vaughn triangle haircut at the back, or if I'm going to next see a boy with that haircut. So <laughs> I ran into one of the Malloys. Did I tell you that? It was on the, it was uh, it was Clinton in, uh, at Buffalo Bayou in Houston. You know, I'm there for 48 hours, and I run into league members. 
it's, it's funny that you you have a better chance running to Malloy in Houston than you do at the our fantasy draft. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, if you picked a winery or brewery, there's a good chance Malloy is there. So that's it's probably a good a chance the tower is there as well. So yeah, um, I will be in San Antonio uh, in two weeks uh, for uh, some family time with my in-laws. So uh, I'll be hitting up the San Antonio contingent of this league uh, to possibly hang out and do some boozing. We're going to go, we're taking my brother-in-law to 2M barbecue, 2M smokehouse for Friday lunch. Um, you know, maybe uh, bring a big contingent down there with a the cooler and uh, the, the large family platter or something. So putting that out there. Anybody wants to drive from Houston, yeah. slash Pascacita or Henderson? What's your thing Richardson. now? Richardson. Bar, bar, right. bar North Dallas. Bar North. Oh, wow. He won't even claim Richardson. He's too good for Richardson. He's Flower Mound? Bar North Dallas. No, no. It's, yeah, same thing. Richardson is it's the same. Richardson. Henderson. It's all the same. It's just Henderson's the suburb of Dallas. That is somewhere near Dallas. Yeah, any party you better, you better you better get it right with the San Antonio boys. Christian and Brim are city guys. All right. They they are in the they are inside the city limits. So they are hombres. That's right. Brim is a heights guy, and I'm pretty sure Christian is in a Mexican suburb, but he, I wouldn't even know the name of it. So yeah. I would well, say San Antonio? Suburb, it's Here. a war. So I, uh, I'm a suburban gentleman myself, so currently I'm quite urban. Well, gentlemen, Charlie, I, I, I hope I can redeem myself this week. Um, oh, this is fantastic. I'm either bring Brevin back into the mix. We'll see. Um, but, uh, you know, Tyler, I, I, I can only hope your demise again to keep me 0-2. Um, Jonathan does have you in a 51-49 favorite, so... So my prediction for your matchup is going to be, you know what? I'll give Frisco the nod and give him the win this week because he'll get super excited about being two and zero, and then his whole season will collapse at this. Sounds stage. like our first reverse jinx of the season is what I, I just heard. Mm, well done. Yeah, because I'm very upfront about it. So we are both predicted for one ten and some change, but you have a fraction of a point higher. So I think it's. Pretty, pretty dead, dead heat. Yeah, I'm also starting favorite. Russell Gage currently. So, and you have Clyde Edwards Hilaire going tomorrow. The only action of the match uh, tomorrow. But, gentlemen, good night, uh, y'all. Parting song. Uh, da, 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 da. How about the midnight train to Georgia? Wow. This is, uh, you really got to start more song intros and exits. This is great. Woo-hoo! You know how they do it in there. All right. Well, uh, that'll do it for the Tower Full Hour Fantasy Spectacular. TK, Briscoe. You pivot to the full hour there, buddy. I saw what you did there. See you. Thanks. Rock on.